listen to this message, you will be challenged and encouraged through God's Word. Here at Heartsease Family Life Church, it has always been our desire to see people's lives totally impacted and changed. His Word promises to accomplish that. For more information in regards to our church, you can call us at 225-274-1607 or visit us on the web at www.hflc.us. We look forward to hearing from you. Be blessed now as you listen to God's Word. Get your paper ready. We're taking notes in the house of God. You need to take notes in the house of God. And I encourage every one of you to read through your notes when you get home. Read through them tomorrow. It's really important. I'll say it again. You know, they say if you take notes in church, you're less likely to go to hell. I don't know if that's true, but I'm not going to leave that up to chance. I'm just going to make sure that I know is good with that. So today I want to talk about the Holy Spirit Today, This is actually, I cannot believe it, but the fifth message in our series of the Holy Spirit. So we encourage you, if you missed them, as Josh said, order a CD, grab some. I think there's some on the information desk out there. Grab some, and if they're not there, fill out a request form. Or if you're really trendy and you're really cool, then just go online and pull them off the media page and podcast, and you can take us to work with you and just everything, and you can just listen on your podcast. But what an awesome series that we've been tackling, that we've been handling, and we're not finished with it yet. And really what we've done through this series is we've been trying to answer a lot of questions because a lot of people have questions when it comes to the Holy Spirit. And those questions many times, when not answered properly, hinder them from receiving the fullness of God. We believe that everyone who's a born-again believer of God, we believe that there is something that God has available for every one of you, and that is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. We believe that. We believe that salvation is God's gift to the world, but we believe the Holy Spirit is God's gift to His church, and we are the church of God. So we looked at the question the first week, what do you think of the Holy Spirit? And that's where we started. We looked at who is the Holy Spirit, discovering three key truths. Number one, He is a person. Second thing, He is God. And the third thing, He is the person of God for your life right now. So we looked at that. We looked last week at what is the baptism in the Holy Spirit, a separate experience from the Holy Spirit you receive at salvation or which leads you to salvation. Wednesday night, we looked at the five symbols of the Holy Spirit that He symbolized as oil, the dove, water, wind, and fire. If you missed all these things, once again, I would say, come on, get the notes, follow along, Because we want you to know everything there is available in God. So today I want to ask or answer another question. The question I want to answer today is, what good does it do? Being filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, what good does it do? Why do I need in my life personally today The baptism of the Holy Spirit. How will it, how does it affect and enable my life? 
If you would, can I ask every one of you to stand just quickly? We're going to just pray together and we're going to do something that I felt led to ask everyone to do before every message. And that is this, put your hand over your heart and one over your mind, because we're going to pray that God would open up our minds and clear our minds and open up our hearts to receive his word today. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you today. We thank you. Your word is truth. Your word is life. And God, we pray, God, that you would, God, push through every thought that we may have preconceived ideas. God, that would hinder us from the fullness of God in our lives, from the fullness of your Holy Spirit. God, we pray that our our minds would be open to receive and God, our hearts would be willing and receptive, God, not hardened, but soft and pliable, God, to be used and formed by you. God, we pray, God, for our minds and our hearts today. And God, we pray that we would receive the best from you in Jesus' name. Amen. Just high five someone before you sit down and say, the Holy Spirit is for your today. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is for you today. You know, I've heard people say statements like this. If salvation is all that's required for heaven, which it is, why do I need anything else? I've heard people, many people say that. If salvation is the only requirement to make it to heaven... Why do I need the Holy Spirit? Why do I need anything else? I'm going to give you a plain and simple answer, and that is this, because we haven't made it to heaven yet. Because we haven't made it to heaven yet. We haven't arrived, and therefore, I believe we need strength arriving. Do I hear an amen? We need strength for the journey. And I believe that the strength that we need in our lives every day is the strength of the leading, guiding, infilling, dwelling power of the Holy Spirit that wants to come upon every one of our lives, that will give us a tomorrow, which Satan wants to take from us. Satan doesn't want us to have a tomorrow. Speaking about future hope, blessing, all those things. He wants our tomorrow to be a different forecast to that. Come on, wet, windy, blustery. Come on, storms on the horizon where God says, I want sunshine and and beauty and all these things for your life. Satan wants to disrupt that. So we need strength on our journey. Do I hear an amen? Come on, I'm going to tell you today, the quieter you are, the longer I'm going to preach. So let me try that again. We need strength for our journey. Amen. Praise God. Turn with me to Acts chapter 1 verse 8 again. And it says these words, an incredible verse, speaking of the Holy Spirit, spoken by Jesus himself. So therefore, we should really believe the words that are written in red. It says this, but you shall receive power. Say that with me, power. Come on, say it like with attitude or something. Power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost parts or to the end of the earth. Jesus said through the Holy Spirit for the journey of life you would receive power. That word in Greek is dudamus, which is where we get the word dynamo from dynamo, something that builds up energy and releases something. Come on, an enabling power inside of you. I just turned 40, I guess it was last week now, and you know, I'm going to show my age, but I remember when we had bicycles that had dynamos on the wheels. So if you wanted to, and they were hooked up to your light, anyone remember those? 
Some of you don't even remember bicycles, I know, but we're going to try and help you. They're the things with two wheels and handlebars and seats. Scott, I'm talking to you. But anyway, you know, you would flip that little dynamo onto your wheel. So as you pedaled, it would turn the little cog. It would create energy and that energy would turn on your light so where you could see you were going. The faster you went, the brighter your light was. The only problem with that design was this, when you stopped. Man, isn't that a testimony or a thought for every one of us? Come on, we can't stop. Why? Because if we stop, we're going to let the light go out. Come on, we're going somewhere in God. God wants to give us a dynamo power that wants to propel our lives forward. That what? That every day there can be illumination that can flow out from us back to church. Come on, we shouldn't have to invite people to church. People should be saying, man, what is, what's, what's in you? I mean, there's something all around you. I mean, what is that? Come on, that's the dudamous power of God that wants to illuminate out from us that will touch people around us. Do I hear an amen? Because God wants to take us from the natural realm into the supernatural. It's not spooky. It's not weird. It's not something crazy or something to be afraid of. It's just simply this. As we said two weeks ago, God wants to take your natural and put some super on it. Come on, you go to McDonald's or Burger King and what do they say to you? Do you want to supersize that? Come on, God wants to supersize your life. Come on, He wants to take your natural. He wants to take your prayer life. He wants to take your giving. He wants to take your willingness, just the natural you. And He wants to put His super on it because then you become supernatural in God. In other words, God desires to use your life. Got to tell you that once again today. He wants to use you to do supernatural things. And when we think about supernatural things, God is saying, I can use you to do things beyond your limitations. We all have limitations, but like a rubber band, a rubber band never fulfills its potential until it's stretched. God wants to stretch our lives so we can fulfill the potential that He has for us because He wants to use us. It's releasing a limitless God into our lives and saying, God, I want to be a vessel that you can flow out of. That is awesome and incredible. And God, I want you to help me and I want to work on your behalf. So today I want to really answer another question, as I said today, and that is this. What good does the Holy Spirit. Why do I need the baptism of the Holy Spirit? You know, what does it do in my life? What good does it bring? And I'm going to give you some points and we're just going to go till we can finish today and we may finish this on Wednesday. We'll just see how we go today. But point number one is this. Are you ready? Take your notes. It enables you, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, He enables you to walk in obedience to God's Word. He gives you the strength for your journey. The thing you've got to realize today is this. You still have to make the choice to do right. You still have to make the choice. But guess what? God now is there leading and guiding, hopefully, your choice that you will choose right. One of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to bring our lives in accordance to obedience to God's Word. 
I've heard this many times throughout my life, quoted by one of my parents or grandparents or leaders in our church when we were growing up. And they would say this of people who were struggling in life to make the right decisions and the right choices, people who loved God, people who had a relationship with God. I would hear it said so many times, they need the Holy Spirit in their life. They need the power of God to help them to break those strongholds, to break the limitations in their life and to push through. And I believe it's pretty important that every one of us walks in obedience to God's Word, don't you? During the first week, I read a quote to you from the little booklet, The Holy Spirit Today by John Siebeling. And I want to read that quote again, if I may, today. Listen to this. It says, I really believe God has an incredible plan for your life. And part of that great plan is understanding and receiving the life, the power, the freedom, and the strength that the Holy Spirit can bring. God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for my life. One that obviously, as we've said before, involves me, but it does not have to be limited to me. To renounce the Holy Spirit is to allow your life to settle below God's best for your life. In week one, we talked about one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to make us think the way God thinks. God has a plan for our lives, and I truly believe, and I've seen this in my Christian experience, that in order to fully fulfill the plan that God has for my life, I need the help of the Holy Spirit in my life. Doesn't mean I cannot be effective. I can, but I don't want to just be effective. I want to be more effective. I want to be everything that God wants me to be. And I'm glad Miss Emma's agreeing with me in the house because no one else is. But we'll take it, Miss Emma. We'll take it. In other words, if the Holy Spirit's function or role, one of them is to make me think the way God thinks, it's therefore to help me understand and walk in the plan that God has for my life, which requires me and involves me to be obedient to his word. I don't want to stay here long today, but as I was studying, my mind went back to David. Can we go back to David in 1 Samuel 17, verse 49? And I want to use this scripture. David's about to face a giant. If you don't know the story, I encourage you to read that whole chapter for yourself. But 1 Samuel 17, verse 49, David's about now to go out and face the giant. And read with me, it says, Then David put his hand in his bag, and he took took out a stone. And he slung it and struck the Philistine in his forehead so that that stone sank into his forehead and he fell on his face to the earth. If you're taking notes today, I want you to write this down. It wasn't just any stone. It wasn't just any stone. You know, I've got to realize this, that God had to change my thinking when I looked at this. Because for many years, I thought David could have thrown anything he wanted in any direction he wanted because God could have turned that around and put it wherever he wanted it to go. And that's the truth. God can do that. But I really believe that there is something that we need to see here because the Holy Spirit brings something out in the Scripture. There is something that is shown about the type of stone that David picked. It had to be a stone, the Bible says, that came out of the brook. You read it in verse 40. I mean, it's very defined. that The Bible says that when he left Saul, he put the armor down. He couldn't fight like that, but he went out with his shepherd's staff, with his sling and his bag. The Bible says his first stop was the brook. 
And he got down on his knee and from a brook, he took out five smooth stones. The Bible is very descriptive on the type of stone that David used and he put them into his patch. Why the brook? I believe the brook is the type of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Because you see what happened, any old rock, rugged and ragged rock that was put into the brook, as the water flowed over, it would tumble. It would bang up against other rocks. It would rub up against other rocks. And what would happen, it would eventually become smooth. All the rough edges would be knocked off. of. You know what? There's some rough edges that every one of us has in our lives. We need the brook of the Holy Spirit just to tumble us a little bit, to knock us a little bit, to, to shape us a little bit. Why? Because not any stone can be used. Not any stone It was only one stone from a brook that could be a missile that God could use to bring down a giant. You know there are many giants that every one of us face in our lives. Come on, let's talk about some of those giants quickly. What about mindsets? That's a big giant that we can face every day. Joyce Myers wrote a book, an incredible book, incidentally called The Battlefield of the Mind talks about the giant that we have in between our ears, the battle that goes on in our minds. There's giants of what else? Strongholds in our lives. There's giants of words, words that people have spoken into our lives that are giants that prevail over us, that we wake up and they, they taunt us, they face us, they, we fashion our lives and build our lives. Come on, there's giants of guilt. Is anyone with me in any of this stuff? There's giants of fear. There's giants of insecurity. I just don't look right. I don't feel like I'm fat. What will people say? I mean, these giants that are so real in our minds that the enemy wants to make us take our identity from those things. There's giants of failures. There's giants of addictions. The list, unfortunately, goes on and on and on. But listen to me. Through the Holy Spirit, through getting in the brook, through walking in obedience to God's Word, I really believe that the Holy Spirit can use our lives to take out every one of those giants. That He can use those to take out the giants. That we can be a missile in the hands of God. That through the power of the Holy Spirit, that He can shape us and form us. That we can take out every giant. And the first thing that we need to know is who we are in Christ. Who we are in Christ. And when we know who we are in Christ, then hopefully we'll want to live in accordance to the Word of God. The Holy Spirit wants to confirm who you are. And affirm that in your life. The Holy Spirit, His power, will change your desires. He'll change your perspective. He'll change your direction. Now, with your whole life, you can just desire to please Him in everything. And every day, your desire is in a greater way to be more pleasing to God. And to live in such a way, how? By being obedient to His Word. When we live in obedience to God's Word, do you know what happens as a result? Great benefits will flow from our lives. Let me say that one more time because only like 15 people got it in the house. When we live in obedience to God's Word, great benefits flow from our lives. 
Jerry Hunt talked about the fact that the, the Bible is full of promises. Some are conditional, some are unconditional. Some conditional promises. He quoted one from Isaiah. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. It's a conditional promise. As we wait on God, He renews our strength. There's conditions to some of the promises. Do I hear an amen? And what we've got to do is live in accordance to that. Look at this scripture from Proverbs 4 verse 23. It's a great scripture to remember and to to recall in your mind. It says, keep your heart. Whose heart? My heart. Aren't we good at keeping everyone else's heart? Come on, the Bible says our responsibility is our lives. Keep your heart with all diligence. That word diligence means literally strain every nerve. It's like a bodybuilder that's trying to lift something, straining with everything. We've got to keep our heart with with effort, with force. We've got to keep those things and guard those things. For out of it, what? Our hearts springs the issues of life. And it goes on and it talks about getting rid of perverse lips and looking straight ahead and keep your feet. A great passage right there. But listen, one translation says, keep your heart. Why? Because it sets the course for your life. Literally lays the boundaries for your life. Many of us are living out of control. Why? Because we need the power of the Holy Spirit to give our lives the boundaries, the, the, what shall I say, the limitations almost, not limiting us from what God has, but limiting us from stepping away from where we don't need to be. That we can walk in obedience to the Word of God. Listen to what the Message Bible says. I know some people have problems with the Message Bible. And remember this, it's it's not a literal translation. It's a paraphrased Bible. But listen to what the Message Bible says. It says this. It says, um, it's where life starts. Like that. It's where your life starts is at your heart. So listen to me today. You don't have to understand it all in order to obey it. Don't be deceived into that way of thinking. No one understands it all. And that's why the only understanding that God desires for us to have, we see in Psalms 91 verse 1, and the Bible says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide where? Under the shadow of the Almighty. Standing where? Standing under God understanding. Listen to me. Standing under God. I don't understand it all, but I understand. Do you get that? I stand under God and try with everything I have to live in obedience. That takes faith. That takes trust. But there's no greater place that we can place our faith and trust than in the hands of Jesus Christ. We maybe don't always have the whole picture. We think that life would be so easy if we could see the beginning and the end. If I could just see it all. But you know, our lives would be so shallow. Our lives would be so weak if we knew exactly what was going to happen when we wanted it to happen. But it takes faith. It takes confidence. It takes stepping out. But when we don't see those things, but trusting God, and it's those things that build strength and and perseverance and character into us. How do we know this? Because James wrote, 
count it all joy when you fall into trials. Why? Because they're producing something inside of your life. Come on, I'm preaching to you today. You may not always have the full picture, but we are still invited by God to move forward because that's where the true blessings lie. As we trust in Him, He keeps leading our lives and He keeps rewarding us. We may not always see it immediately and completely. Ask Joseph. Joseph dreamed a dream that wasn't even his. God gave him that dream. God gave it. He didn't wake up one day and say, you know what? I want all my brothers to serve me. And while I'm at it, mum and dad, I want you to bow down too. He didn't dream that dream. In fact, he was afraid of the dream because he didn't know what it meant. And it was years later, going through some hardships and trials and being separated from his family by his family. And all the struggles, but one day he realized that what? He was in a place, you know, he didn't let go. He trusted God. We've got to walk in obedience to God. We need the Holy Spirit when we don't know which way to go. Because through the life of Joseph, we see when he trusted God, God not only saved him and his family, but God used him to save a whole nation. Come on, God can use your life. We need the Holy Spirit to lead us in a life of obedience. Come on, say with me, this is bigger than me. Come on, say it one more time. This is bigger than me. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit in our lives. We need Him to help us. And I know we've covered a lot of ground in just that one point today. But when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you have the evidence of a prayer language... Guess what happens when you begin to pray that, when you begin to live that? Come on, the Holy Spirit lines you up in complete obedience to the Word of God. It's beautiful, beautiful picture of the Holy Spirit. Number two, it builds you up. The baptism in the Holy Spirit, He builds you up on the inside. Have you ever felt deflated? Ever felt like the wind was knocked out of your sails? Well, you know, we need the Holy Spirit to edify us, to build us up. Look what it says in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 4. It says these words, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Come on, this is talking about a prayer language separate to the gift of speaking in tongues in the church that we read in 1 Corinthians 12, I believe it is. But this is talking about our prayer language, our baptism in the Holy Spirit. It talks about that when we speak in that heavenly language, when we pray in that, when we converse in that, guess what? It builds us up. New Living Translation says, when we speak in another tongue, it strengthens us personally in the Lord. I like that. It strengthens us. The Message Bible says this, The one who prays using a private prayer language certainly gets a lot out of it. It's kind of a cool thought right there, isn't it? I love that. As we pray in the Holy Spirit, we're going to get something out of it. It's going to be benefit for our lives, which we need to make it. Come on, you're going quiet on me in the house. Come on, we're shooting for about a three o'clock ending if you're going to keep hanging with me like this. Come on, the Word of God will edify us. It will build us up. In the Greek, that word edify literally means to be a house builder. To build your house. The Holy Spirit wants to build your life to construct or to confirm. 
So what we're saying is this, it's like the Holy Spirit is a spiritual house builder. That when I begin to pray in tongues, we begin to build ourselves up in the inner man. And as our inner man is built inside of every one of us, come on, there's a God confidence. Not a flesh man confidence, but there's a God confidence that rises inside of every one of us. Life's tough. Life's tough sometimes. I mean, there's struggles that we face and life can be tough. And let's be honest about that today. It's not easy. And in fact, it's probably not going to get much easier. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm just saying that in a factual way. But guess what? The darker the night, God says the brighter the light. So it's time for us to shine during these times of oppression and hardships. But because the times are hard, because we live in perilous times as the Bible describes it, guess what? We need an inner strength inside of us. I remember that story Jerry Hunt told us probably three, four years ago when he was here about these people that constructed this special submarine that could go about two to three or four, how many miles down to the ocean floor. And they had to construct it in such a way because if it wasn't built in such a way because of the outside pressure, it would be crushed just like a tin can. The further down it went, the pressure was just so great. And when they finally constructed this sub and they were able to take it down and they shone lights into the utter darkness that was down there because there was no sunlight that dark down or that, that deep down and it was so dark. And when they shone lights out, they were amazed that the first thing they saw was just a little fish swimming by. Just a little fish swimming by. Here they were, had to construct something so special to withstand the pressure of the force that was down there. And here's a little fish that swam by. And you know why that fish was able to make it in that depth? Why? Because the pressure inside of him was greater than the pressure from without him. Come on, there's an inner strength that God wants to put inside of everyone that no matter the pressure that the world wants to squeeze upon us, come on, read it for yourself in 2 Corinthians 4. We may be perplexed, we may be cast down, we may be knocked down, we may be crushed, but guess what? The Bible says we're not in despair, cast down but not forsaken. We're going to make it. How? Because if the strength and the power inside of us is greater than that which is on the outside of us, we're going to make it through. We need the inner strength of of the Holy Spirit in every one of our lives. Our faith needs to be lifted. Our faith needs to be built inside of us. If not, we're not going to make it. You're going to fold under the pressure. You're going to fold when your boss tells you, God forbid this week you've lost your job. You're going to fold under the pressure. When you receive news that you don't want, you're going to fold on the pressure. But thank God the Holy Spirit wants to be a pressure force inside of you that just reassures you and builds you up and says it's okay. You're going to make it. Greater days are still ahead of you. You're not going down. You're going over. You may have to go through the fire, but it's not going to burn you. You may have to go through the water, but you're not going to be drowned. Why? Because I'm with you. Come on, the inner strength. Come on, I'm preaching a whole lot better than you're responding in the house today. I like what I read this week from 
Jimmy Swaggart has a study guide out on the Holy Spirit from Genesis to Revelation. A great read. It really is a great read. He has such an incredible ability to take something many times very complex and make it so simple. And he wrote this, it says this, talking about the infilling, the indwelling, the inner strength that the Holy Spirit brings. He says, it strengthens the believer, it builds his faith and lifts him up, but not in selfishness. The Holy Spirit never does that. But just in the way the believer should be lifted. The Holy Spirit always does this perfectly in a healthy manner. And never makes a mistake by edifying the believer in a way that could corrupt his carnal ego. This is perfect edification. And that's why it is so desperately needed today. Holy Spirit wants to build me up so I don't walk around like MC Ham and go, you can't touch this. Don't want me to separate myself and isolate myself, but the Holy Spirit wants to build me up so what? I can walk in true obedience to the Word of God. That I can be everything that God wants me to be. You know, there's a lot of opportunities every day to get negative, to get fearful, to get critical, to get down, to get depressed. We face those every day and throughout the day in our lives. Why? Because we're all going to face obstacles and we do face obstacles in life. But that's why we need the Holy Spirit inside of every one of us. An inner strength and a confidence to not only keep us rooted, but to help us to drive our roots further down. We need that rooting on the inside of us. We need the inner strength or the edification of the Holy Spirit, which is a great gift from God that enables us to walk in an inner strength that we need to emerge victoriously on the other side of every challenge that we can face. Remember John 10 verse 10 tells us this, the thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy. But Jesus says, the purpose for me coming is this, that I may come, that you may have life. And listen, he didn't just end there, but he defined the type of life that he came to give. He said, I have come that you may have life, not abundantly, more abundantly. I've come to give you more than what you think you need, is what Jesus says. I've come to give you everything that you need. That's why we need the inner strength of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because we only have life until we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, and then He takes us into the abundance of life. Come on, I said the Holy Spirit is that which takes us into new realms, into new heights, into new depths in God. It's not just making it through life but it's possessing the victory every time to make it to the other side. Jesus said to his disciples, let's go to the other side. We've got to remember those words because there oftentimes can be storms in the middle of the way. In the middle, when we've, we don't know whether to go back or keep forward, right in that middle, what do we do? In that decision moment and the storms come, we've got to remember, God said we're going to make it to the other side. Psalmist said, yea, though I walk through the valley. Come on, you've got to be reminded today it's a through walk. Come on, we're going to make it to the other side. Why? Because he said that. And we can make it through to the other side through the inner strength and leading of the Holy Spirit. And I'm not afraid to be the first one to throw my hand in the air and say, man, I need it. I need that every day. Kelly and I have just been moving. How many knows that moving house is stressful? Moving house is stressful. And we need the strength of the Holy Spirit in our lives. 
I had to apologize to her yesterday of how I talked to her. We were putting a rug down and, I, and she said, don't shout at me. And I was wrong for what I did and I had to apologize for that. But you know what? We all fail and we all make mistakes. But aren't you glad that the Holy Spirit doesn't cast us aside and say, I'm done with you? The Holy Spirit just looks and says, there's a little bit more work than I thought. But guess what? We're going to handle it. That together we can make it to the other side. Together we can make it to the other side. You know what? As I pray in the Holy Spirit, I'm going to show my age a little bit again. But as I pray in the Holy Spirit, it's like Popeye popping a can of spinach. So watch out, Pluto, and hold on, Olive. We're coming to your rescue. Come on. Right now. We're coming. Why? Because of the power of the Holy Spirit. If you all could stand to your feet right now, we, we, we're not going to get finished this message. And I've got two other points. And I really encourage you to come Wednesday night to hear the conclusion of this message. Why? Because we want to talk about this. The Holy Spirit wants to release faith into your life. You may say, well, that sounds a lot like the inner strength. Yes, it does. But remember this, inner strength comes into me for what reason? So that I can have outer strength. So it releases faith into my life. A lot of you, you know, are perhaps embarrassed when it comes to praying for your family or talking to your family about God. You know, the Holy Spirit can give you the strength that you need to do that. You know what else the Holy Spirit can do? It can enable you to pray in God's power. Come on, we're going to talk about this Wednesday. But literally, when you pray in the Holy Spirit, listen to me. You are praying the will of the Father. It takes your selfishness out of the way. And you are praying the will of the Father. Why? Because it enables you to pray with total effectiveness. And we need that in our lives. So come back Wednesday. I didn't want to... We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard, but we also know it will be changed as you put God's Word into effect. At Heartseas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.